When you change your viewing, thinking, and doing, what you are viewing, thinking, and doing changes. Good morning, friends, peers, and family. My name is Joel Christensen, founder of Christensen Academy and co-founder of the Professor's Institute for Professional Advancement, or known as PIPA. Our mission is to serve the greater good of businesses, to help put them in a better position to succeed and thrive. I am very excited to start this new podcast on Joelisms, a forum that will allow me to share a little wit and wisdom from some of the life lessons I have learned from a lifetime of experience. It is my hope that you will be enlightened and even empowered from the topics I have a passion for, an interest in, and am curious about. All I ask is that you take from these podcasts only what feels right and good to you and that you can use and apply in your personal and professional life. Hello, and welcome to my second Joelism podcast on steps to transforming an old way of viewing, thinking, and doing. Most of it is excerpted from my second book, Stop Whining and Start Winning, The Power of Life's Choices. When you change your viewing, thinking, and doing, what you are viewing, thinking, and doing changes. That thought has literally changed my life. Let me preface my remarks by stating that it is not my intent to make any judgments about whether any of you listeners need to transform your thinking but rather to challenge where you might be in your thinking and the impact that has on your life. First, I invite you, wherever you are, to take 60 seconds and make a list or mental list of everything you have to be grateful for. And after that 60 seconds, ask yourself if any of you got stuck in stinking thinking. I am betting you didn't. Why? Because an attitude of gratitude and an attitude of stinking thinking or negative thinking cannot coexist. An attitude of gratitude enhances your your energy. An attitude of stinking thinking and negative thinking diminishes it. An attitude of gratitude is just that powerful. It can transform a life, heal a relationship, save a job, and turn what isn't enough into enough. L.W. Clement Stone once said, quote, there is very little difference in people, but that little difference makes a big difference. That difference is attitude. The big difference is whether it is positive or negative. Positive thinking and a positive attitude promote good health, enthusiasm, in creativity, which makes for an exciting life. Someone once asked me if I would take an ambulance on vacation with me and keep the siren on for the entire trip. Well, the question was not only amusing, but perplexing as well, because it seemed obvious to me that I wouldn't. The point my friend was trying to make during our conversation about people who are chronic whiners those who are dissatisfied with their own life and are jealous of anyone who seems to be enjoying theirs, 
was to raise my level of awareness in such a striking way that I would never be deluded about what it is like to be in their presence. The constant, annoying, and irritating noise of the whining sound of the siren became so toxic and unhealthy for me that I had to find a different form of transportation. And the good news is that if you are in this state of mind and living, you too can find a different form of transportation. Because in everything we think, in everything we say, and in everything we do, we get to choose. Keep this in mind. Your thinking and attitude is your choice. There might be some things in life that we may very well be powerless over. But being powerless over the choice of our thinking and how to change it is not one of them. How we define ourselves and live our life is dependent upon how we think. Our thinking becomes our reality, and it has a daily ebb and flow to it. It is influenced by events, experiences, and relationships that change often throughout our life. If we are uncomfortable with a way of thinking that creates wreckage, suffering, and misery, we can choose to think our way into a new way of living. A positive and peaceful thought is a powerful thought. I would like to share this example from the autobiography in five short chapters to make a point about choices. Chapter one, I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I'm lost. I am helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter two, I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I am in the same place, but it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Chapter 3. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it is there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. Chapter 4. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter 5. I walk down another street. The point of this story is that when a person is in a chronic state of negativity, stinking thinking, and whining, it simply does not occur to them to walk down another street. Lou Tice, the founder of the Pacific Institute, in an article titled Day of Awareness, suggested that addiction can be detrimental and has power over us, as opposed to us having the power. I can attest to this from my own addiction and 38 years of recovery. He went on to ask the, the question, can negative thinking be addic addictive? His belief is that it can be. And again, based upon my own up-close and personal experience with it, I would agree with him. He suggests that negative thinking is a choice and can be harmful, and that negative thoughts can, in fact, 
get out of control. In fact, habitual whining and negative thinking are so toxic, they have the power to mutate. Tice offered an interesting and inspiring idea on how to transform our negative thinking by creating a day of awareness, where an experiment can be conducted with ourselves. He suggests that we go through a 24-hour period of time without thinking negative thoughts that reflect sarcasm, discounting, whining, and any disparaging of self or others. Just ponder the positive, powerful ripple effect that would have. Now ponder for a minute the contrary ripple effect if each of you in this uh, listening audience were to create negative energy by thinking negative thoughts and creating negative outcomes because of your words or actions. Obviously, it would have a negative effect on morale and productivity. And perhaps more importantly, it would determine whether a person feels valued. It is when a person is not being affirmed and no longer feels valued, they leave jobs and leave relationships. Valued people tend to stay. That is a very important lesson to learn in relationships and the workplace. Flushing out negative energy is the only way to purify and sanitize your thinking and making a conscious effort to clear out the debris of negativity from your field of vision so that the benefits of a healthier and more peaceful life, a happier life, can be realized. It does just that. Just consider the powerful positive impact if no one whined and created wreckage because they chose not to. There was an inspiring and enlightening story told about Robert Louis Stevenson, who was bedridden much of his life with tuberculosis. Early one morning, his wife heard him gasping for breath and hacking loudly. It was obvious to her that he was very sick and in great physical pain. She said to him, somewhat bewildered and frustrated, I suppose that you still believe that this is a wonderful day. Turning to a window that was ablaze with bright sunlight, Stevenson responded to her by saying, I do, and I will never let a row of medicine bottles block my horizon. Isn't that a truly powerful, courageous, and vivid example of how perception shapes attitude? You can change your attitude by changing your perception. When you change your attitude, you change your behavior. Everyone struggles with problems, losses, setbacks, dust-ups, and adversity throughout their life. They can either suffer through it, which is optional, or face it and get through those bad moments and bad days. Difficulty and misfortune does not have to translate into a bad life or leave any of us hard, harsh, or bitter. There is one word a therapist once asked of me, and? And so how can you transform your thinking 
your old way of thinking to improve the quality of your life. The following are some steps that have helped me, and I'm happy to share them with you. First, it begins with a willingness to learn your lessons in life before you reach what I call your misery level index. Some people have a high tolerance for misery. Many wise people have showed up in my life when I needed them the most, and one of them was Carolyn Miss, even though I've never met her. In her book, Anatomy of the Spirit, she taught me to never resent the teacher because that just blocks the possibility of a positive outcome. Instead, she suggested that I focus only on the purpose of the lesson, and that does not require me to have to like the messenger, or to have to like the teacher, or to have to like the parent. I think that people too often today use not liking someone as an excuse to blame and sabotage. The second step in transforming negative thinking to positive thinking is to become very discerning about what is allowed to enter your mind. Think of your mind as a filter. Thoughts and feelings are neutral until they are given power. Just like addiction, if you give them too much power, you can lose control of them. The scary and chilling reality is that if thoughts and feelings get out of perspective, your life can too. Remember that you control your thinking, and it is your thinking that determines your attitude. And it is your attitude that determines your behavior. Think of your mind like a computer. Once again, you can hit the delete button when a negative thought appears on the screen of your thinking. The third step in transforming your thinking is to stop making things big deals. Most of the time what happens to us in life is not that big of a deal. We make things big deals. By getting clear about what is and what isn't a big deal, life has better balance, and better balance leads to a better flow of energy. A good flow of energy leads to good thinking. Good thinking leads to a more enlightened and objective perspective, both of which create a greater opportunity to see what is good in a person or experience rather than to be so harsh and judgmental. The fourth step in transforming negative thinking to positive thinking is to simply keep your thinking simple. Positive thinking is the difference between being healthy and unhealthy, between excellence and mediocrity, between taking responsibility and blaming, between happiness and sadness, and between winning and whining. When your thinking is cluttered, confused, and out of focus, you are more vulnerable to being pulled into the negative energy field of stinking thinking, whining, and self-pity. Negative thinking results in a negative attitude, and that usually results in a negative outcome. The fifth step in transforming your thinking is to develop an allergy to not only negative thoughts, 
but to everyone and everything that is not good in her company for you or does not serve your greater good. And when any of these knock on the door of your thinking or your life, let them know that they are not welcome to stay. You may need to give them permission to hang around for a short time and may even need to commiserate with them for a little while, but don't let any of them enter the door of your thinking or life, or I can assure you that they will have their way with you and think they are entitled to take up permanent residency. And if you do choose to let them in, at least make the rent high enough that they can't afford to stay very long. Every transformation in thinking must begin from the now, the right now of your life. In order to transform your thinking, there must be a change agent. So I ask you, what are your change agents for changing your thinking, for changing your behavior? Let me share some of mine. Happiness is one, acceptance, some forgiveness, peace, and love. Why? Because each one of these has the power to keep me healthy, peaceful, and prosperous. I would like to close with a quote from Viktor Frankl. He said, and I quote, Everything can be taken from a person but one thing. The last of the human freedoms. To choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. To choose one's own way. When you choose good, you get good. When you choose bad, you get bad. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to sharing my third episode of Joelisms with you next week. If you are looking for a common sense speaker, help with your business and strategic planning, books by Joel, or continuing education credits in ethics and managing your time to be more efficient and productive, please contact me at speakerjoel at ymail.com or through my websites www.joelcspeaking.com or www.professorsinstitute.com.